You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 151 of the Canadians Connection podcast. We have a great show in store for you, but first, a word from our sponsor. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, with your hosts, Joe Whalen and Rick Stevens. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. Uh, that's right, a little bit of a different voice greeting you today. Uh, welcome, my name is Amy Johnson, and I'll be your host for the next hour here on episode 151 of the Canadians Connection podcast. And of course, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by my co-host, the one and only uh, Rick Stevens, editor-in-chief and uh, founder here at Rocket Sports Media. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's, uh, it's great to see you on a Saturday, in addition to uh, our uh, regular uh, Press Zone, the Press Zone podcast uh, every right. Tuesday, the sister podcast of the Canadians Connection. And and uh, yeah, it's great that, that uh, we're going to be seeing you um, more often and Chris G more often on on the Canadians Connection. And that's, uh, we've, we've got all kinds of of things in store uh, for our Canadians Connection listeners 
uh, some new equipment, some new oh, yeah. some new people joining us. There's great um, things happening at Rocket Lots Sports of things this happening. Yeah. No, and we're really excited about it. We very much are. And we're in fact we're gonna tell you about one of those uh, today uh, on the show. Um, but actually let me just tell you a little bit about what we're gonna talk about today. Cause you know, there's a lot of people out there who are thinking, oh, I mean, it's late August. It's the dog days of summer. There's not much hockey stuff. Well, believe it or not, there actually is. And and there's plenty to talk about around the Montreal Canadiens as we're kind of getting into the the last bits of summer vacations and things of that nature. So today we're going to talk about... um, some news about, well, some some predictions that have come out uh, regarding one Carey Price. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what people are talking, what people are saying about uh, Price's potential for the upcoming season, um, as well as some other general news headlines uh, surrounding the Montreal Canadiens. We're going to get to know Mike Hoffman a little bit, uh, have some some fun things to talk about regarding Brendan Gallagher. Uh, and then, of course, um, prospects uh, near and dear to my heart of course at the press zone and ahl report where you're all about habs prospects and so we've got plenty of prospect news to talk about uh there's a there's a few uh prospects that we've got some updates on we've had uh, uh an interview recently at the press zone that we want to make sure everyone uh, knows about because you certainly want to go listen to that we've got some exciting news about a, a new announcement for uh, the ahl report team uh, so lots of things happening as far as prospects. Um, the Stanley Cup, of course, is making its tour uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, each taking their tor- turn uh, with their day with the Cup. And uh, Quebec seems to be on the, uh, the the travel itinerary quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that, as well as just some general news and notes around the NHL of some some important things and some notable things that are that are happening league wide. Then, of course, Rick, in our second segment, that's where we cover the big topic. And really, uh, Cole Caulfield has had a pretty um, remarkable year for his own personal uh, success and accomplishments in his overall hockey career. So we're going to talk about just how special 2021 has been for Cole Caulfield, uh, wrapping up with uh most recently this past week he's had uh, has has had some some pretty memorable moments uh in regards to his hockey career so we're going to go in depth on Cole Caulfield's remarkable 2021 and then finally in segment 3 uh we're just going to talk a little bit about some things you might have missed because we know you're out enjoying your summer so we don't expect you to be tied to a computer 24 hours a day like we generally are here at Rocket Sports. And so we'll make sure that you haven't missed anything that uh, is notable from our Rocket Sports uh, offerings from this week, as well as uh, going to talk a little bit about um, single event sports betting coming to Canada, uh, which is a which is really making big news right now. You know, daily fantasy has been a thing um, in in Canada for a while now, but but single sports single event betting is coming to uh, this week. That's right to Canada. We're going to talk a little bit about that in our third segment. So lots of great stuff in store for everyone today. Well, a great. Uh, Tremendous show. Absolutely. Um, so let's uh, let's just, I guess, Rick, let's talk. Let's start with Carey Price. I mean, the season, uh, the Habs season really culminated in Carey Price being the Carey Price that everyone knows he can be. Uh, and so the season ended really with him kind of carrying things. And so I think it's appropriate that we start 
with him uh, and and talk a little bit about this prospective season coming up for him. Of course, he, he just had uh, some minor surgery to clean up uh, his knee a little bit. So there is some rehabbing that's that's taking place there. Some people have speculated as to whether or not that's going to affect his performance and his ability to to kind of carry that Stanley Cup playoff performance momentum into the fall. But um, there's plenty of people making predictions out there, I guess I should say. Well, uh, yes, and and uh, the good news is that um, Carey Price is, is uh, on track and um, had his knee surgery, didn't have to have anything done with his his hip and is on track to be Thankfully. Uh, ready to, to start uh, the, uh, the NHL season, the new NHL season. Um, but you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, folks are busy in the summer, and, and they certainly are. And um, with respect to Carey Price, he was one of the the, uh, the players featured uh, in our head Habs headlines posts that come out uh, every weekday. Well, Tuesday through Friday, uh, we have uh, Chris G. His uh, Habs notepad That's comes right. out Monday. Uh, then Tuesday through Friday, it's uh, Habs headlines. And it's a short read. It's a capsule post of all the news related to the Montreal Canadiens that you need to know because you're busy, because you're on the move, because you're, um, you know, you you haven't got time to stay uh, um, looking through sites and and finding uh, articles. We lay it all out for you every morning. It's posted at 6 a.m. so you can go in and uh, and take a look. And one of the stories this week, just one of the stories, was that. Um, the odds makers have said that uh, Carey Price is a pretty good bet to win uh, the Vezina uh, this this coming year. Mm. And uh, if you're if you're a betting person and laid some money down, the the BetMGM um, uh, rankings or odds uh, had uh, Andre Vasilevsky at plus four hundred first. Uh, then you had Grubauer and Flurry at a plus eight hundred second. And uh, then three folks tied for fourth, that being Varlamov, Carey Price, and Connor Hellebuck. Uh, so that kind of takes the the top five, top five or six um, for you. And uh, but it's it's saying the 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 odds makers, the folks that have to pay out, uh, are valuing uh, Carey Price. And of course, Carey Price had a, an exceptional. Um, uh, playoffs spectacular through the playoffs as he carried the Canadians to the the Stanley Cup final. Um, we shouldn't forget that uh, he was the goaltender that had the most wins during the the regular season for the Canadians as well. Uh, that helped them get to the playoffs, and he had a really special march as one of the best goaltenders in the NHL in the regular season. So, uh, odds makers um, you know, figuring that that he he's got a after his his off season, uh, he's got a good season in him. Coming Coming up as well, I like those odds, mm-hmm. and that would be it. Would be tremendous uh, if Carey was able to do that uh, this season. Um, you know, his there there was unfortunately for Carey Price, he's he's constantly the subject of of controversy as to whether or not he's worth his paycheck. Um, and the really unfortunate part of that is a lot of times. A, I'm not going to say I'm not going to make an overarching statement and say all of the time. And I'm going to say a lot of the time that people are uh, critical of his paycheck are at times when the team in front of him is playing very poorly uh, and everything then rests on on Carey Price to try to to bail them out 
night after night after night. And that's just not statistically possible for a goaltender to do that for an entire season. So it was really nice to see that in that, that come the playoffs, uh, he, once he was healthy again, if, if folks remember, he was out with an injury at the end of the regular season, but was able to come back, uh, in time for the playoffs and playoff price showed up and, received plenty of accolades and he was well deserving of that. I just hope people remember that coming into this season. There's a very new look to the Habs roster this year. So we don't know yet what the team in front of the goaltender is going to do, but we certainly know without a shadow of a doubt that Carey Price has the ability to be one of, if not the most elite goaltender in the NHL right now. And he is certainly deserving of every penny of the paycheck that he earns. So that just one story on uh, Habs headlines, as I said, every day, every day they come out, uh, read through them and uh, you'll be caught up in no time about your Montreal Canadians. Absolutely. Uh, moving along uh, there, there is no roster news this week. It's one of those rare weeks where there's no signings, uh, no new injury reports or anything like that. But we did get an opportunity to kind of get to know uh, one of the new guys a little bit. Rick. Uh, Mike Hoffman sat down and did a bit of a, a fan kind of Q&A, uh, courtesy of the Canadians. And uh, there, there were there were some interesting moments, I would I would say, throughout that Q&A. There were. Um, uh, Mike Hoffman is um, he's, he's a, a bit quiet. Um, he was asked um, uh, who who welcomed him first to uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and he said he got his first text from Ben Sherrod. Well, that's to be expected because Ben Sherrod had his number uh, anyway because the two uh, are in the same location in the offseason and have for years uh, sk- skated together in the offseason and actually play golf together. So um, so Ben was first off the mark to welcome him, and then he heard from the rest of his teammates. Um, he was asked why number 68 Um and he said, well, that was the number after he was drafted by Ottawa. That was the number given to him out of uh, camp. <laughs> and he's just stuck with it uh, since then at each team. Um, he talks about, uh, you know, his favorite meal being steak, his favorite car. He's a bit of a car aficionado mm. being a Ferrari. Um, oh, just a Ferrari. Yeah, that's all. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a short little interesting uh, post uh, that uh, you get to know the, uh, another side other than the hockey side of uh, Mike Hoffman. Well, but, but speaking of the hockey side, I will say we were talking before the show. And if, if anyone has any, you pointed this out aptly, if, if anyone's wondering, you know, what Mike Hoffman will be bringing to the team aside from his scoring prowess, he's got a, he's got a good answer for you. Uh, he said he'll bring offense. <laughs> bring offense. That's what he's got. Yeah, that's what he's that's got. That's what he's, he's got. He's going to bring it to the, the power play. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's Absolutely. what he's going to bring. Um, Which is not a bad thing. Uh, that's fine. If he if if that's what if if he is solidified and that's what he's going to bring, then we'll be happy to see that. Uh, Brendan Gallagher, of course, continuing to kind of make his rounds this summer. And uh, Rick, you know, it's it's I know that you this was another uh, Habs headlines piece within the last couple of weeks. And I believe you mentioned it on a previous episode of the Canadians Connection that uh, he was out at the Toronto Blue Jays batting practice uh, recently uh, and uh, with his friend Ty Smith and uh Things are going to start getting a little different with their friendship, I think. Well, it's fun because, yeah, they, 
they are competitive. Uh, we saw them at the Blue Jays game, all decked out uh, in Blue Jays gear, uh, participating in in batting practice. Um, they trained together in the off season, have so have done so for uh, the last uh, four years in British Columbia. Um, that uh, Ty Smith, Ty Smith, quite a bit younger. He's 21 years old. Uh, had his rookie season with the New Jersey Devils last year. Uh, but he's been part of uh, the Delta Hockey Academy, which is Brandon Gallagher's dad's program. Mm. Uh, so they've been training together for the last uh, four years. Uh, three of those years, um, Ty Smith actually rented space in in uh, Brandon Gallagher's off-season uh, apartment. Um, and so it's uh, these are two guys who know each other very well. They're very good friends. Um with COVID, uh, the Canadians didn't play the New Jersey Devils last year. They're going to play each other this year. And uh, the, the, the Canadians head to the Prudential Centre on the 23rd of December. And then the Devils come back to the Bell Centre on January 15th. So uh, they're going to play each other. And they were asked uh, this week uh, in an article by the Vancouver Sun and Province, um, how, what, how's that going to turn out? Um, when it's a bit friendly, right? When yeah, when the two of you are are such close friends, how how what's what's going to happen here? And and Brendan said, "Listen, I'll I'll, I'll tell Ty this right now. He's going to try and smile and joke with me on the ice, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not going to get much out of me, <laughs> other than maybe a face wash early on, and then I'll smile out. Oh, him. that's nice. Yeah. So um, and and Ty said, "Listen, I'll, I look forward to those games. Uh, I know that Brendan will be all over me, um, <laughs> and uh, th- they've had they've been kind of competitive in practice, but they expect it to be ramped up a little more." And and um, uh, Brendan Gallagher said, "You know, uh, he shouldn't expect anything different. That's the way Brendan Gallagher is with his friends. One of his close friends, one of his uh, training partners, is uh, Milan Lucic." Uh, mm. If you can believe that, and and um, and you know they faced each other, they faced each other in the playoffs, and That's right. and uh, it wasn't all that friendly no. <laughs> as it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. Uh, so that that was just uh, a little interesting backstory to uh, the upcoming season. Mark those dates on your calendar and uh, pay attention to the to the rapport between the two of them yeah. <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about Habs prospects. This edition of the Rocket Report is brought to you by AHL.Report, your premier source for the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. AHL.Report is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. First up uh, is a name that we've actually heard about once already this summer uh, after having a tremendous season in the USHL. That's Sean Farrell had a had a just a, a Practically a record-setting, uh, very, very outstanding year playing for the Chicago Steel. And uh, Rick, the accolades coming off of that season continue. We talked about him in June. Uh, he was named uh, USHL Player of the Year. He was in uh, the USHL uh, again last year, um, was uh, committed to Harvard. Harvard didn't play, so he stayed with the Chicago Steel and had a spectacular season Twenty-nine goals, seventy-two assists for one hundred and one points in fifty-three games. That's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, his his team, the Chicago Steel, won the Anderson Cup for the best record in the regular season. Then they followed it up in the playoffs, winning the Clark Cup, the overall playoff championship. Uh, and this week, 
it was USA's USA Hockey's turn to recognize Sean Farrell, and they named him uh, the Dave Tyler Junior Player of the Year. Um, so uh, again, um, spectacular season, uh, Junior Player of the Year, and uh, this fall he is headed to Harvard and will play for the Harvard Crimson. And that'll be a that'll be you know, it's going to be an interesting transition to watch as we know whether it's guys going from leagues like the USHL and playing in the NCAA for the first time or making the jump from NCAA and junior into the pro ranks. Uh, that transition period can sometimes be a, a, a pretty rude awakening, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on Sean Farrell to see how he handles that transition and that jump to a more competitive league. And uh, hopefully we're going to have nothing but good things to report. And lots of time, uh, lots of time to be patient with a prospect like uh, Sean Farrell, mm-hmm. uh, just drafted in the 2020 draft fourth round pick. Uh, so he'll, he'll get uh, lots of time in the Harvard program, which is a great um, division one hockey program uh, to, uh, to grow and blossom. If you're thinking it's August, the lazy days of summer, uh, and and I've still got a little while before hockey really starts to get cranked back into gear, uh, think again because it is already preseason for European leagues, particularly in the Swedish league, the SHL, and uh, young Matthias Norlander playing for the Frölunda Indians. Uh, has had a, a great start to his preseason. He's already making an impact with the Indians. And uh, Rick, it seems that his exhibition season continues to be pretty impressive. Last week, we talked about uh, Matthias uh, Norlander uh, getting two goals, two uh, power play goals in uh, his very first uh, game. Um, this week, he had two third period assists. Uh, the Indians were down 2 nothing. Uh, made a late charge in the last five minutes. Uh, his his assists on those goals tied the game, and then the Indians won in a in a shootout. So um, he's off to a, a great start. Uh, remember, Matthias um, Norlander is expected at Canadians training camp in uh, September, so he'll be all primed and ready to go, Absolutely. having already experienced uh, action in the SHL. Absolutely, and uh, just to, you know. Putting, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use one of Rick's for the press zone. His his famous "Where are they now?"s Let's not forget, uh, Norlander is playing uh, with someone who is a is by now a seasoned veteran with the Fralunda Indians. Has played there for a number of years, but used to be a key part of uh, the Montreal Canadiens uh, organization at the AHL level. And that's former St. John's Ice Caps captain Max Freeberg plays on the top line uh, with Henrik Lundqvist's brother, Joel, uh, in, in Fralunda for the Indians. And so he's there with, with Matthias Norlander as well. So, In addition, on the back end is Christian Foline, who uh, oh. a former Montreal Canadiens uh, defenseman. So, um, yeah. They're everywhere. They are. <laughs> um, we mentioned the AHL report and the Press Zone podcast that uh, Rick and I host every Tuesday. Um we're hoping that if you're listening to this podcast that you already also subscribe to the Press Zone. Uh, and perhaps you've heard this week's episode already, but perhaps you haven't. And I would say that this would be a week that you really don't want to miss. Um, if there's we've we we host a number of special guests on the Press Zone, uh, whether they're coaches or hockey staff or hockey media 
and players, whether they're alumni or current players. And and one of our more frequent guests, as far as current player go, current players go over the years, uh, has been Charlie Lindgren. I can now say former Habs goaltender Charlie Lindgren, now St. Louis Blues goaltender. Uh, And Charlie was kind enough to take some time out of his summer schedule this week to join Rick and I uh, on the press zone. And uh, we sat down with him for close to to half an hour and just had an in-depth, really fun chat, um, not only talking about his, his five or so years in Montreal, but also what this last season was like for him as the taxi squad goaltender, uh, a very challenging and frustrating year. And then how things happened in the off season, what free agency was like for him, why the St. Louis blues was the right fit for him to move on to. And uh, also got some, you know, we got a little insight on what uh, the design of his new setup is going to be now that he's got some new colors and a new team and um, his, his excitement about heading to the St. Louis organization uh, and what's in store for him. And Rick, I really think it was a, it was a refreshing interview. Uh, He sounds very excited and positive. uh, And I think it's one that listeners definitely don't want to miss. Oh, it was a great interview and lots of insight. Uh, Charlie Lindgren, as we've heard from scouts around the NHL, uh, is uh, considered an NHL goaltender. And um, once we posted that uh, interview, we we saw the folks in St. Louis retweeting that and saying, "Uh uh-oh, here's Charlie Lindgren coming along to be uh, Vili Husso's uh, challenger as backup to uh, uh, Jordan Binnington uh, (laughs) with the St. Louis Blues. So there is some excitement there. Uh, we're happy, really happy for for Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he talked about uh, that the Blues have have been scouting him, have been uh, pursuing him for the last few years, and uh, so he was he was uh, he's excited to go uh, somewhere where he's he's really appreciated. Absolutely. Uh, so don't don't miss that. Uh, head over to uh, the. Uh, thepresszone.fm uh, or over to ahlreport.com and you'll find it right there on the on the featured uh, post at the top of the page uh, the latest press zone Montreal um, that was from this past week now you also want to make sure that you're subscribed to the press zone because you don't want to miss this coming week's episode we've got another special guest on again it's one of our uh, favorite regular returning guests but uh, with a bit of a twist this time around, Rick, uh, we'll be joined by our friend, as y- as you coin him here on our agenda, AHL guru. Oh, yeah. Patrick Williams, which I think is an apt title. Maybe that's we'll, we'll make him that, that maybe it'll just be Patrick Williams, comma, AHL guru <laughs> for Rocket Sports uh, Media. But um, Patrick's going to join us for a bit of a, a, a roundtable discussion. We won't uh, reveal what the hot topic's going to be, but we're going to have a... A new segment featuring uh, Patrick Williams joining Rick and I on the press zone. Uh, in fact, it comes with the announcement that was made this week that Patrick Williams is joining the Rocket Sports team and the AHL Report team this coming season. Uh, and Rick, it's it's very exciting to uh, to come to this partnership agreement with with Patrick, and he's going to bring a wealth of knowledge and experience uh, to both our readers and our listeners. Absolutely. A a gentleman we've known for a a long time that we see in press boxes, that we see at the AHL All-Star Game, um, at at different events. Uh, He is the the, uh, 
for NHL.com. He is the AHL correspondent and mm-hmm. now uh, included in our AHL coverage for AHL Report and the Press Zone. Uh, he'll be uh, part of that of our Rocket Sports team that, that focuses on uh, prospects, particularly the AHL, where he has considerable experience. And, and uh, we... You know, we, we like to partner with people that we like to work with and spend time with and talk with and, and, and uh, respect it, and yeah. absolutely. It just seemed to be a, a natural fit. And we, we've had uh, discussions over the summer and, and uh, really see, have, have the same sort of vision and, and uh, it really came t- together quite quickly. So we're thrilled that Patrick uh, Williams is joining the team and you're going to get the benefit of his expertise mm-hmm. uh, all this season. Absolutely. So don't miss. Uh, be, be sure if you've already missed this past week's episode of the Press Zone Montreal, uh, check that out for the exclusive interview with Charlie Lindgren. And then be sure you're tuned in this coming Tuesday uh, for uh, Patrick's first appearance on the Press Zone podcast as part of the team. It's going to be mm-hmm. a fantastic episode. You don't want to miss it. Um. Now, we are getting ready for a new hockey season, but that doesn't mean that uh, everyone in the hockey world has quite let go of last season yet. Uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning, of course, are still celebrating their Stanley Cup win, um, and no one in Montreal is bitter about that at all. Yeah, why are we talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning (laughs) celebrating uh, on on a Montreal Canadiens podcast? Well, it's because uh, as the Stanley Cup makes its tour among players, it seems to be heading to Quebec quite often, Rick. It's been in Quebec for a couple weeks now. Uh, There was uh, GM Julien Brisebois, there was uh, assistant GM Matthew Darsh. They had their their days with uh, the Stanley Cup. Uh, then we saw uh, Matthew Joseph um, in Montreal North. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he had um, uh, a, a meal of poutine. It looked delicious. Well, what what helped it look delicious was they brought in a pail a, of gravy. A pail. A, it was a literal it was pail. A pail uh, <laughs> that they doused the fries just, and and cheese uh, curds with. Can I just swim in the pail? Please? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, then it was uh, Yanni Gord, um, and uh, he had, uh, again, a, a Quebec tradition of uh, maple taf- taffy mm. with the snow, and you put the the uh, the maple syrup and you, the, the stick, and you, yeah, you know, the, the whole story. In the south of Quebec, um, that's where, uh, where his hometown was, uh, his second cup to celebrate. Um, but then there was... Um, uh, there was some Montreal, well, newly signed Montreal Canadiens, former uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who got their turn mm-hmm. with the Stanley Cup. Well, let's start with David Savard. And while I was completely jealous about um, Matthew Joseph's poutine, which looked, uh, it, and it it didn't hurt that it looked like the best poutine I've ever seen. <laughs> like it, it, you couldn't even see the fries. There were that many cheese curds on the top. And then once they covered the whole thing with that pail of gravy, I just, oh, I was salivating. Um, the maple taffy looked, it, it actually looked very pretty inside yeah. inside the Stanley Cup with with all the snow. And then the it, it looked beautiful, and I would have loved to have tasted tasted that as well. Uh, David Savard, I have to take a hard pass. Um, I don't know how mashed potatoes, caviar, and scallops... scallops goes together. I don't know if that's like a, a specialty in the Savard household, but I mean, if you wanted to do a cup full of mashed potatoes and gravy, 
I'm good with that. A cup full of scallops, I'd be great with that. Caviar, I'll I'll take a pass on. But all three together, I found that a little like, oh. Yeah, it was it was a very odd combination. He seemed to really enjoy it. He had a big smile uh, yeah, on his face. Yeah, good he had for him. Some drib- dribbling in his beard. Uh, <laughs> he was all in on it. Uh, it just seemed the the combination of flavors seemed rather odd um and and that was in lac Beauport, uh where he's made his home since uh 2014 i believe um near quebec city and and lac Beauport actually was my college roommate uh was from there ah. um uh settled there uh he's a, a college professor um but uh, then David Savard uh, uh, took the cup on a stroll through the, uh, the streets, the cobblestone streets of uh, old Quebec City. That was very pretty. Uh, yeah, and there's some great, great shots from that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, going along on my hard pass of what you've chosen to eat out of the Stanley Cup, uh, Cedric Paquette... Um, I, it's even worse. <laughs> For me, it's even... <laughs> I love Putin. But he opted for shrimp poutine. Which I've never heard of before. Never heard of. You even said to me, pull up La Banquese's Yeah, yeah. Well, they um, have every kind menu there is. on their website and see if it's something that La Banquese uh, offered. No, they no, don't. No. There is no seafood. A lot of hot dogs. No seafood. Uh, this, and I don't, like... The gravy didn't look like gravy. It almost looked like alfredo. Like it was like fries with a, a ton of shrimp on top of them. And then what looked like alfredo sauce. Maybe it was like a, maybe it was a white cheese sauce or something. I can't imagine it was gravy. I don't know. Maybe it was, but oh, it did not look appetizing. No, it was. It, and and I should explain that, uh, you know, because folks out there are saying, but why did he get a day with a cup? He wasn't on uh, Tampa Bay last year. He was part of the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Cup winning team two years ago. Last year, he split the season between Carolina and Ottawa. And then uh, on July 28th, signed uh, his contract to come to the Montreal Canadiens as a free agent. Uh, but and two- he didn't get his day with the Cup the year prior because of COVID, right? That's right. He was Some, some guys did, some guys didn't. Cedric Paquette did not. So a nice of, of the, the Lightning mm-hmm. while the Cup was in... Um, in uh, Quebec, they carved out a day for him to uh, to enjoy and, and celebrate and spend it with uh, folks in his uh, hometown. Now, one other guy uh, was in Quebec with the cup and I guess just couldn't resist. I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Alex Killorn certainly made waves around the Montreal community when uh, he had his day with the Stanley Cup and... Uh, chose to put out some photos on social media of him raising it above his head outside of the bell center with the big bell center sign centre bell sign right over top of the stanley cup and um yeah i don't think that went over very well uh we'll see what kind of welcome he gets (laughs) next time he's uh at the bell center um, th- this uh, Alex Killorn's trolling of Canadians media and fans uh, happened. It was one of the first ones, but it wasn't until this week that Alex Killorn came out and talked about it. And he was asked about, uh, were you trolling? And, and he went into this long convoluted explanation that, uh, you know, he lives right above the Bell Centre and it was close and there's a walkway and he didn't have to. And then he came down to... Uh, <laughs> 
the the the, the crux of of uh, his thinking. And he said, uh, "I wanted to take a picture outside of the Bell Center. Was it was it a little bit trolling? Eh, maybe, but I wasn't trying to take any way anything away from the Canadians or anything like that. But whatever." I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. So obviously, Alex Killorn he knew exactly he knew, what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew what kind of reaction he was going to get. He knows the the culture in Montreal. That's right. And uh, so, yeah, I think I think that was a bit of an admission on his part there. And as I said, we'll see what happens once he returns to the Bell Center this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, around the rest of the league, there has been some news uh, coming out this this week. Um, hey, here's a shocker. The Arizona Coyotes uh, are having another issue with the uh, city council there in Glendale about coming back to the Hill River Arena. Uh, you know, same... <laughs> Same crap, different day. <laughs> like, how many times is this now? I remember sitting through a couple of years ago these the boring uh, Glendale City Council meetings oh. uh, and the presentations, and oh, oh my goodness, they're painful. So um, the Arizona Coyotes haven't been paying their bills, um, and uh, yeah, they're they're a few months behind, and and uh, the the city of Glendale has given them some. They understood that that uh, that there was uh, some difficulty during COVID, so they gave them some relief there. But even beyond that, uh, they're I think four months behind in their in their their bills. Uh, so. Um, the city council said, all right, that's it. You can stay in, uh, how do you, is it Gila River? Arena? Gila River, yep. Gila River Arena. Uh, you can stay in it one more season and after that you're done. You're out. Find your own, uh, arena to play in. You're not playing in ours. Um, and every Montreal Canadiens fan went, oh, Quebec Nordiques. That's right. Um, everyone in Quebec was, was pretty excited. And, and, and listen, there's, there's been other, uh, cities that have expressed interest. Uh, Portland is one in an NHL franchise that is Portland, Mm -hmm. Kansas city, Houston are all talked about, but you know, the, the, the Quebecers think, uh, it's going to be heading back uh, to Quebec City. And listen, there's a beautiful arena there that's uh, underutilized uh, that that could house a, a franchise. It but um, it didn't take uh, 24 hours for, for Gary Bettman to come out and put the kibosh on that. Um, he said, um, and, and we know how much, listen, I, I was there in Winnipeg at the, when Gary Bettman came in and ripped the Winnipeg Jets out of the city and uh, carted them down. It was it was part of his plan, part of his plan to uh, uh, expand markets and bring hockey to the desert. And it's 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 never worked. It's just never worked. There there hasn't been the interest. There hasn't been um, the engagement of the fans, and there hasn't been um, it hasn't been financially viable to do it. Uh, but Gary Bettman said he's invested 15 years in this, and and has said. Um, no, listen, I'm, 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 I'm making a commitment that, uh, the coyotes are going to stay in Arizona. Now, maybe they're going to get a new arena, um, in, uh, Tempe, Arizona. Maybe they'll go back to Phoenix. Uh, who knows? Uh, but that, uh, he sees this as posturing 
by um, by the folks in Glendale, and he didn't seem to think it was a big deal. Don't get so excited about it. Other locations, don't get excited. Uh, the Coyotes are staying in Arizona. Is basically what Gary said. Uh huh. Okay. Okay, Gary. <laughs> Although he did, uh, the Coyotes are moving this season from the Pacific Division uh, to the Central to make. They room. are. Yeah, to for Seattle. Seattle. Mm-hmm. So that's the only movement. That's the only right movement. now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, the pandemic brought about a lot of new things in the NHL uh, last year, uh, not the least of which was helmet ads. Uh, we know that that the NHL uh, and and franchise owners took a huge revenue hit last year because of not being able to play in front of fans for a good portion of the season, having a shortened season, um, lots of revenue lost. Uh, and so helmet ads were a way to recoup a little bit of that. Uh, concern at that point um, was that hel- allowing helmet ads was going to be a slippery slope into uh, moving into Jersey advertisements. And if you've ever seen um Norlander and the Fralunda Indians or any other <laughs> European team, KHL, SHL, uh, Liga, German, you name it. Um, it's hard to tell where the logo is on the mm-hmm. center of a European hockey sweater because of the massive amount of advertisements, uh, which is not something North American fans have ever wanted to see happen here. Now, I, I, I would certainly say I understand the need for uh, additional revenue uh, to I understand the financial cost that the pandemic has put the NHL and its owners through. Um, but it has uh, come out now a report that uh, the NHL is going to allow teams to sell one jersey ad uh, starting not this year, but next year, the 2022-23 season. Uh, it's it's like a, a, a two and a half by three inch jersey ad um kind of on the on the front chest area uh not not dissimilar to what the ahl already does the ahl has this in place and if you've watched a laval rocket game uh you'll notice that there's a giant obnoxious yellow saint hubert chicken (laughs) it's terrible emblazoned on these beautiful red sweaters that that the rocket wear which is garishly interrupted by the giant head of a yellow Saint Hubert chicken. Um, there are there are some teams that have whoever they've gotten for their jersey sponsor. It it meshes into the rest of the jersey a little more in, in a little more of an aesthetically pleasing way. Saint Hubert is not one of those. Uh, so there are some who are saying, okay, you know, it's not a big deal. I just I close my eyes and I see the darn chicken. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Who knows? Well, and there's plenty of jokes coming out about certain teams and what their ad will look like. Well, uh, in the Gazette today, um, Aislinn, Terry Mosher, who writes under our uh, cartoons under uh, the name Aislinn, um, has um, an advertisement with a, a Montreal Steamy, is what he said, which is nice. a hot dog on the, nice. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is something, um, this was something when, when the, when the, um, the New Jersey deal was, uh, signed with Adidas, um, and that came in in around 2017, it was Adidas, 
uh, it was expected that they would be pushing for uh, some sort of um, ad uh, on on the jerseys. And and um, and Gary Bettman said, absolutely not. Um, this doesn't mean this new uh, jersey uh, deal doesn't mean that it's going to uh, lead to um, ads. And uh, he said, uh, there is no way that, that the NHL is going to be the first no. um, major pro sports team uh, league to, uh, to, put, to allow jersey advertising. Well, uh, the NBA um, in the last uh, year or so has, has allowed uh, the um, uh, jersey uh, ads on jerseys. Theirs, theirs is what you're talking about. It's the same as the, the AHL. It's uh, two and a half by two and a half uh, ad patches on the, on the front. Uh, the NHL is going to be a little different than that. It's a little bit bigger. It's three by three and a half. Okay. And it, and there are four different places on the Jersey where it can appear. Um, There are two places (laughs) on the chest left or right and, or on the shoulders left or right. And that's because the, the jerseys in the NHL are so different. That's true. You get the New Jersey and the uh, New York Rangers, um, that the Jersey where they have a, a diagonal, right. um, a, you can't, it, it would be hard to, uh, to, to fix it in one place. So they've, they've allowed some, um, options uh however they've specified and and this was apparently a unanimous uh vote by all 32 teams uh to allow just one uh just one ad so far please um so that they're not going to be like the um european leagues they're not going to be like the soccer teams they're not going to be like nascar um jumpsuits so um yeah that's that's basically what uh what's going to happen they expect that the revenue will be about six to ten million uh per team per year uh from these ads um which is about what they get for naming rights for the arena so Mm -hmm. league-wide it's more than 300 million dollars uh which is a, a pretty big revenue stream that they're now um adding um uh, as as well in addition to the um the helmet ads the the interesting part is and they're going to have restrictions um can't be any tobacco marijuana alcohol ads but they will allow um on the jerseys they will allow sports book ads yeah i was gonna say Um, that's gonna be a big one yeah uh that uh they didn't allow on the on the helmets but they will allow on uh, on the jerseys so where that is is legal uh where sports books are illegal they'll be allowed on home jerseys but not on away jerseys in case they go into a jurisdiction where sports book isn't legal so it's uh, it's complicated I pity the person writing all this up really yeah. <laughs> i really pity yeah. the person that has to write all the regulations up Oh, my goodness. Well, if that's not something controversial enough for people to debate, um, EA Sports decided that uh, it was time to reveal their NHL 22 cover this week. And um, I think it's safe to say that there's a good portion of hockey fans that were not pleased to see Austin Matthews on the cover again. Second time in three years, Austin Matthews is back on the cover of EA Sports. Um, The... the the games themselves will launch on October 15th uh, in time for the uh, NHL season. 
but yes, he will. He is the cover, and there's two different covers depending on the uh, the version of the game that you get. But uh, yes, Austin Matthews is uh, your cover athlete for uh, NHL 22. I wonder if that prohibits or prevents anyone from buying. Like, do people do that? If you don't like who's on the cover, would you not buy one year? I don't know. Well, maybe you just put a sticker on it or something. Yeah, maybe I just print out somebody that's more worthy of it than <laughs> Austin Matthews and slide that into the into the. Well, that's if you actually buy that. That's the other thing, though. Uh, that's if you actually buy the physical discs anymore. There's so many people who simply download the um, download the digital version. I guess I'm dating myself here. The interesting thing that <laughs> that they've changed the game engine uh, to Frostbite and uh, and that that each um, each platform it, it, the, the game is going to be tailored to, to to take advantage of the new platform's features. So nice, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, we're actually going to take our first break here on the Canadians Connections. Uh, still to come, we uh, we're going to talk about uh, some great content that we've had here uh, at. Um, Rocket Sports Media this week, and we are going to be talking about single event betting coming to Canada, speaking of uh, those Jersey ads. Uh, But next up in our big topic segment, we are going to talk about Cole Caulfield and what a special year this has been for him. Uh, So stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects? Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. allhabs.net. And welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Amy Johnson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. Don't let the name scare you. Don't let the name scare you. Believe me. Uh, and of course, with me in the studio is uh, our president and founder of Rocket Sports, Mr. Rick Stevens. You can follow him at All Habs on Twitter. Uh, 
Also, be sure you're following this podcast at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, you can always visit our website, CanadiansConnection.com. Um, so, big topic, Rick. It's been a big, big year for one youngster named Cole Caulfield. Um, and, and, and while it hasn't been a big year in terms of, of his NHL performance, because it's, I mean, he's had not even a full cup of coffee in the NHL yet, really. Um, but it overall in, in terms of a young man's hockey career, uh, it has been a pretty remarkable and memorable uh, year in terms of Cole Caulfield. It has been um, uh, a really memorable year for him, and and we're not going to go back and and uh, and trace his uh, his final year at Wisconsin. We did that already, uh, episode one thirty. If you want to go back to uh, April third, I believe um, we we had a really in depth discussion on uh, on episode one thirty about Cole Caulfield's college career, and we. Uh, we interviewed Todd Maluski, the reporter from Wisconsin mm-hmm. State Journal. We met Todd in, in at Penn State in when Penn we went State, to watch yeah. uh, Cole Caulfield when he was with Wisconsin, and and he gave us a a really a good summary of of the two years that that Cole Caulfield spent in um, with, with uh, the Wisconsin uh, University of Wisconsin Badgers, um, but uh, since then. Um, in, in the last four months, things have been, it's been quite a journey for him, uh, where he, he finished his college uh, career. Um, he, he got his first pro start. He, he, uh, was in Laval, then, then Montreal, then thrust into the, the playoffs. And, uh, we thought it would be just, uh, a, a you know, to, to go over the last four months and kind of highlight the kinds of things um, uh, that have happened ending this week, uh, this past week, uh, with a very special special presentation to him uh, in Minnesota. That's right. He was finally presented with the Hopi Baker Award um, as the top player in college hockey for 2021. Uh, so there was a big banquet and golf tournament, Tony Granado and his and and. Cole's family and and all sorts of folks were there, um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Uh, that's kind of the the most recent stop in the journey. But let's let's go back to the beginning of April when, as you said, Rick, he finished. Uh, he wrapped up his his college career, and frankly, let's be honest, a little earlier than was expected. Uh, they were they were heavy favorites heading into the beginnings of of the. Um, lead up to the frozen four and were ousted almost immediately in a big upset. Uh, and it was a, a tremendously emotional shock, I think for Cole Caulfield and his teammates. Uh, you could tell that he was very, uh, I mean, they flat out said we didn't expect to lose. Um, and so college career got cut a little short, but then within a couple of days announced he was signing with, uh, he had signed with the Canadians began his quarantine and uh, headed off to Laval. Um, you know, and it's <laughs> it's a big decision to to make that jump and all of that happens in a very emotional week. Um, and then Rick, 
you know, you're getting ready to make your your pro debut in the AHL with the Laval Racket. I have to say uh, for myself and Chris G covering Laval uh, again this past year, suddenly the press conferences got very crowded, uh, <laughs> even though they were virtually held. They got very crowded from a lot of national media, Montreal, NHL media. Everyone suddenly had their eyes on the Laval Rocket. Um and if it wasn't enough pressure to make your pro debut on a Friday night in Toronto playing the Marlies, uh, there was a one other thing that was that was happening that day that uh, probably amped up emotions a little bit. Yeah, so you have to put that in in context. He, uh, Cole Caulfield, uh, you know, very emotional after the uh, the upset loss. Uh, he talked about being a Badger forever. He loved his teammates. And then it was his teammates, along with Tony Granato, that were in the uh, film room in Wisconsin, uh, while Cole Caulfield uh, was was getting ready for his very first pro game, mm-hmm. uh, ready for warm-ups. And uh, in the coach's room, uh, Cole Caulfield huddled uh, with Joel Bouchard, and and uh, they were watching uh, the Hobie Wa- Baker uh, award, uh, selection. And, uh, there was the, uh, Cole Caulfield was, was part of that. And it was called the Hobie Hattrick finalists. Uh, Cole Caulfield from Wisconsin, Shane Pinto from North Dakota, Dryden McKay, the goaltender from uh, Minnesota state. Um, and it was announced at that point as he's watching from the coach's room, Cole Caulfield won, uh, the Hobie Baker award. That being April 9th. And they said, okay, Cole, um, now... Uh, Get out there for warm-ups for your first pro that's game. That's right. <laughs> no pressure, kid. Bizarre. Bizarre. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's, it's, it was a big deal for, for um, Wisconsin. Uh, it was only the second player in, in uh, Wisconsin Badger history. Uh, ironically, the other player was Blake Jeffreyon. Blake Jeffreyon that finished his career in Montreal. Um and, uh, and, and yes, then, then, um, he had the pressure of, of being thrown into his first, uh, Laval rocket game. And, um, obviously that pressure completely got to him. Um, no, actually it didn't. He scored a couple of times. Scored twice <laughs> in his, in his pro debut for Laval. Um, and, and let me just say, press conferences didn't get any less crowded the rest of the weekend. <laughs> well, and that, that was it. That he had after after the game, he had a, a Hobie Baker. Well, he had the the Laval uh, press conference That's to right. attend, and then a Hobie Baker press conference to attend. That's right. And then had another afternoon game to play the very next day in Toronto, and he had points in that game as well. It was. I, I mean, I can't even imagine I, if he's able to actually remember clearly events of that weekend, I will be impressed because for me, it would have been a blur. It would have been an absolute blur. Um, well, and then, you know, things he, he didn't stay with Laval very long. Um, that was quite a, quite a weekend and it wasn't long before Montreal came knocking. That's right. And, um, he, he got into 10 games, uh, in the regular season for the Montreal Canadiens, um, he, uh, th- there was, s- there was some weight, uh, for mm-hmm. his, his first goal, uh, but it came in dramatic fashion. It was, uh, an overtime game winner, uh, against the Ottawa Senators, uh, Jeff Petrie, a pass, uh, 
where uh, Brady Kachuk was on the ice far too long. Uh, Jeff Petrie, beautiful pass, and uh, and uh, streaking to the net was Cole Caulfield for his first NHL goal. And keep in mind, that's a big deal to begin with. On top of that, there was not guarantee that the Canadians were going to make the playoffs until the very end of the regular season. So getting an overtime win had even that much more meaning to it. Um, so again, and pressure. It, <laughs> it was. And, and in the regular season, uh, he played 10 games, as I said. He ended up with four goals and an assist for five points, playing about 14 minutes a, uh, a game. Pretty tremendous. But it doesn't stop there. So no. the Canadians do end up qualifying for the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, mind you, but but they do qualify. Um, and they take on Toronto in the first round. Um, and we, we actually, it, it's interesting. We talked about this a lot on the press zone. Uh, Caulfield was not inserted in the lineup for the playoffs uh, right away, automatically. Which was odd. Which was odd, um, but we actually agreed with that decision from a development standpoint. That like, okay, let's let's just pump the brakes a little bit. This is this might get overwhelming for this kid. Um, but as things would turn out, he was eventually inserted into the lineup and then started to to contribute and started to make things happen. And uh, Rick, it was uh, it wasn't just. First round that he got to play in, he then got to play in the second round, <laughs> the third round, and the fourth, and the, fi- the Stanley Cup final. I mean, this kid went all the way to the Stanley Cup final uh, after having just played ten regular season games in the NHL. Now we had to wait till the third round uh, for him to get his first playoff goal, but. In the first round, remember, it was, I believe it was game five, uh, where he created a, a turnover uh, in overtime. He and Suzuki went uh, went down the ice, uh, passed it back and forth, and Suzuki ended up getting the game winner. Um, it wasn't, as I said, until the third round against uh, Vegas, where he got his uh, very first playoff goal, and then he ended up uh, getting four goals in, in that series. Uh, so he played 20 of 22 playoff games, uh, came third in uh, the Canadians' playoff scoring just behind his line mates, uh, Tyler Toffoli and Nick Suzuki. Uh, four goals, eight assists for 12 points. It's a, a pretty pretty tremendous start to your uh, pro career and then your NHL career. Uh, I think he... I think he at least he he has said it. I don't know how much it's embedded yet in his mind and his heart, but that he says that he acknowledges that he's he's been made aware by by veterans in the room like Shea Weber, Carey Price, that uh, the fact that he was immediately able to experience a run all the way to the Stanley Cup final is not the norm for most new hockey players and rookie players, and that he needs to appreciate uh, that experience. Um, but overall. Quite a tremendous experience for him. In fact, uh, he was asked uh, just just recently about how it felt for him to make the NHL this past season. It's a, it's a pretty special feeling, obviously. Um, it's something that you work for your whole life, and um, just to get there is a huge accomplishment, but uh, now it just begins. I mean, last year, hopefully I proved myself a little bit, but, you know, the job's never finished, and guys keep getting better, so that's my mindset right now. But um, obviously it was special for, for my family and, and friends just to, to be able to have that moment, and, um, you know, hopefully we can do the same thing moving forward. 
talks quickly. He, he's got <laughs> he the cliches down. Uh, that clip was from uh, the Hobie Baker golf tournament, which preceded the banquet where um, he got the award this week um, in uh, Lake Elmo, uh, Minnesota. Um, but we've, we've covered, um, uh, we, we said we we're going to cover four months. Uh, mm-hmm. so we have, we have the milestones. April 9th was when he was named, uh, the, uh, Hobie Baker award winner and scored in his pro debut. May, uh, was, uh, his first NHL goal. June was his first playoff goal. And now we get to July. July uh, was, of course, looking back at his season with Wisconsin, ended up that the University of Wisconsin honored him as uh, the Badgers Male Athlete of the Year. So that's not just hockey, that is male athlete across all sports of the year, uh, a pretty tremendous uh, recognition for him. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to that. And uh, then that moves us on to August. In August, just this week, uh, as we've as we've mentioned, uh, he was finally presented with the Hobie Baker Award, and and of course, as they should do, it's a, it's a pretty big to do. Uh, the golf tournament during the day, which you just heard the clip uh, from his his press conference uh, with uh, surrounding the golf tournament, but culminating uh, in a in a lush banquet uh, that evening where he's presented with a statue. Uh, lots. Of, Tony Granado was there. People making uh, speeches and and so on. And and so forth. It's it's a pretty it's a it's a pretty big affair, uh, and uh, he of course had some some plenty I would say of thank yous to make uh, that evening at the banquet. Um, I want to thank my family, my mom and dad, thanks for being here. Um, it really means a lot to me that we could share this moment together. And uh, Brian, thanks for coming too. Um, it was a tremendous honor to get to play two years of college hockey with you. Um, not many people get to say they get to do that with their brothers, so. Um, it was the best year of my life, and you know, hopefully we can have success going forward. But um, again, thank you guys all for coming today. Uh, it means a lot to me and my family, and um, thanks again. <laughs> Sounds like a typical banquet audio <laughs> <That's right. laughs> from the back of the auditorium. But uh, yeah, he was, he's very grateful to his family. His, his, uh, his family was there. Um, his, uh, his brother, Brock, uh, who he played with for, uh, for two years. Um, his teammates, uh, there was a, a few of his teammates. Roman uh, Sean was there. Uh, the nominees, the fellow nominees, I mentioned uh, uh, Dryden McKay and Shane Pinnock, they were there. Uh, former winners were uh, of the Hobie Baker were there. And um, it, it was the, the first time that we've all seen the trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was just a, a really nice moment to have his, his family uh, gathered around and, and, uh, and, and able to hold the trophy, to take pictures. Um, and, and for, uh, uh, Cole to, to then talk about, uh, his past season and, and what's coming up for the next season. And, you know, he said at the beginning of, of last season that his goal was to win the Hobie Baker award. Uh, he went into the season. (laughs) Yeah. And he did exactly that. Uh, he was asked what his goal is for this season. And he said, his goal is to win, uh, the Calder trophy as the best rookie in the NHL. Uh, so, uh, he's, he said, gauntlet laid down. Yeah. Um, but he said, uh, one of the quotes that I thought was, was, uh, very telling and, and it's like, he's, he's been on this moving carpet, uh, Mm. since April, but he said, um, as you're in the moment, you kind of 
didn't really get to accept or understand or appreciate the success I've had in the past year. Obviously, this is the time now to really appreciate that you've earned it. I'm always going to remember this day, and for sure, it will be one of the best days of my life, this year especially. So he said that in his thank you speech, the best year of his life. If he wins the Calder, uh, he's going to up the ante, I think. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And, well, as as we talked at the top of the show about uh, predictions and, and prospects for Carey Price going into this season, uh, folks are also doing that around the hockey world in terms of, of the NHL's prospects and, and teams in general of, of what they're going to look like in this coming season. Uh, and Scott Wheeler had, uh, for The Athletic, uh, he's put out his, his early look at the top 50 NHL prospects. And, Rick, if... If Scott Wheeler is is on the money, uh, even close, uh, Cole Caulfield could come uh, pretty close to realizing this this new goal for himself for this year. That's right. He's got uh, now. These are prospects from uh, drafts in in 2021, 2020, 2019, uh, 2018, and all the way back to 2017. Some have graduated. Uh, he has the criteria. If you played so many games in the NHL. Uh, this doesn't apply to you, but Cole Caulfield uh, is his number two uh, ranked uh, prospect uh, for the coming year, uh, just behind Quentin Byfield and just ahead of Owen Powers. So um, he goes on to say that uh, Caulfield is is the real deal. Uh, he believes that um, you know he's not one dimensional. He's not just an offensive player. Uh, but that um, he'll some of his more natural play playmaking instincts will come out. He'll be more than a goal scorer, and you know uh, that chemistry uh, that he he built up with uh, Tyler Toffoli, Nick Suzuki. Um, if that line stays together uh, in training camp and the beginning of the season, that uh, uh, Scott Wheeler says that uh, they're likely to to do some damage. I thought it was interesting that. Uh, um, in a, in a recent interview with The Athletic, uh, Caulfield was asked, uh, does he keep in touch with his teammates? And he said, oh, yeah, I, I text with uh, Nick Suzuki almost every day. Uh, <laughs> it's just dumb stuff. We just we just send, you know, uh, little sports story links and uh, emojis and things. Uh, but but we, we talk uh, or we text uh, almost every day. Uh, what's Cole Caulfield doing right now? Well, he's in a place that that we know quite well. We do. Uh, Plymouth, Michigan uh, is the headquarters of USA Hockey. Uh, nice facility there. Beautiful. Uh, and he's with uh, the Hughes brothers, uh, Jack, Quinn, and Luke, uh, training as well as uh, Flyers um, prospect Cam York. Mm-hmm. Uh, that group is is training quite hard. Uh, in preparation, and, and Cole Caulfield is back there. After the, the festivities in uh, Minnesota, he headed back to Michigan and uh, will be there until uh, Canadians training camp in September. It's going to be fun to watch this year. Let's see what he does. Let's see if he can, let's see if he can achieve his goal two years in a row. It'll be fun to, it'll be fun to watch for sure. Uh, well, we are going to take our final break here on the Canadians Connection. Up next, we are going to talk a bit about, about a little bit about single event betting coming to Canada. Uh, it is finally happening, Canadians. It is finally happening. So stay with us. We're going to have that and much more. You are listening to the Canadians Connection podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. 
Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to showyourhabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. And welcome back to episode 151 of the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us at Habs Connection. Uh, also visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. And Rick, they can text us too. They can. 5853-ROCKET is our Rocket Sports text line. 5853-ROCKET, 24 hours a day. If you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got something to say, Shoot us a text. We'd love to hear. And, and a lot of times you might end up hearing uh, what you have to say uh, right here on the show. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, we also want to, as we said at the top of the show, we know it's summer. You're out enjoying the beautiful weather. You're enjoying your family and friends. You're enjoying a little downtime. We don't expect you to be anchored to your phone and your computer uh, all the time. And so maybe you might have missed some great content that we've had this past week. Um, and that's certainly okay. We just want to make sure that you don't miss it completely. Um, there have been, we talked at the top of the show about how uh, our friend Chris G always uh, comes through with a tremendous Habs notepad article at allhabs.net every Monday, uh, catching up on all the latest happenings among the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, Rick does a fantastic job uh, to Tuesday through Friday, then supplementing that with the Habs headlines post that comes out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, keeping you apprised each and every day. Just a quick glance. It takes five minutes to take a look at it and, and just get your headlines related to the Habs and you're completely up to date and can go about your day. Uh, then on top of that, uh, we've got Habs Fan Forum. You will see that come out on allhabs.net, but you'd be better served to subscribe to the All Habs YouTube channel, Rick. That's at 
uh, youtube.com slash allhabs. Hit that notification bell, select all, and that way you get notifications every time uh, our host, Ben Dankyu, submits uh, a new video uh, for Habs Fan Forum, which comes out every Thursday. Uh, and Rick, he had a couple of, of fun ones this week, uh, talked a little bit about uh, his early power rankings, um, and uh, also uh, this week uh, talked a little bit about what, you know where his predictions for who the who the top five performers for the Habs are going to be this week. And uh, it was it was a couple of really great episodes. Now, last week, I asked uh, everyone to subscribe uh, on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash all Habs. Go there and subscribe. So you're ready for the season. And uh, and, and you did. Many of you did. And uh, for those that haven't, now's your chance. Uh, go to all Habs, uh, go to youtube.com slash all Habs as well. Uh, if you want to get involved in the discussion on Facebook, now's the time to to like our Facebook, our all Habs Facebook page, facebook.com slash all Habs. Uh, we're, we're almost to the 50,000 uh, mark on that page, uh, 50,000 Habs fans. Uh, we're going to get there before the uh, for the start of the season, and we'll get there with your help. Uh, we're about 49,300, so uh, get there, like that page, and uh, you can ga- engage with other uh, like-minded Habs fans uh, about every topic uh, that, uh, that that is coming down uh before training camp and and then once the season starts. Absolutely. And we mentioned this back in our first segment, but I'll remind you once again, if you're not following our sister podcast at the AHL Report, uh, the one that uh, Rick and I host every Tuesday called The Press Zone, uh, please make sure you're subscribed to that as well. Uh, That's where we'll keep you apprised of all of the Habs prospects, how the Laval Rocket is doing, uh, how prospects in junior hockey and the NCAA are doing. We've got uh, Patrick Williams coming on board. He'll be making regular appearances as well. Uh, Lots of great things happening at the Press Zone, so make sure you're subscribed to that podcast as well. So let's talk about sports betting in Canada, Rick. Um, You know, for the last... Oh, goodness. Uh, It's been since 2012 that uh, Canadians have been able to participate in daily fantasy sports, which I should say, you know, of course, uh, DraftKings as a sponsor here at Hockey Pod uh, at the Hockey Podcast Network. Users are are very well acquainted with the fact that DraftKings is a leader in daily fantasy sports. However, Canadians have not been able to take advantage of single event sport betting. Um, and, and you had mentioned this uh, a few months ago that legislation was starting to come up in Canada uh, to legalize single event sports betting. And that's, you know, when you want to bet on the Super Bowl or you want to bet on a golf tournament or you want to, you know, those kinds of actual sports book types of things. Uh, and it seems that legislation has now since that time when you first talked about it has moved forward and mm, Canadians are all of our friends north of the border uh, they are getting very close to being able to participate in sports books single event sports betting really close it's happening this week and uh, yes it was back in April 
Um, the, the thing I always get asked is, is it legal? Uh, can we do this? Uh, it, it, does it apply to us? Well, back in April, uh, the Canadian House of Commons passed Bill uh, C- uh, 218, and that legalized single-event sports betting uh, to add that piece to the, the daily fantasy uh, aspect of, of uh, sports wagering. Um, so that happened then. It wasn't until June, June 29th, that uh, it received uh, royal assent. The bill's called the Safe and Regulated, Regulated Sports Betting Act. Um, and then uh, a week or so ago, April uh, 12th, uh, the government had a, a, a big launch uh, announcement. Uh, it happened at the Fallsview Casino Resort in Niagara Falls, and Attorney General uh, David, Canadian uh, Attorney General David Lamenti was there, and he said the the new law is uh, coming into effect. It would be law of the land as of August twenty seventh. Uh, so that's this week uh, that uh, single event sports betting is coming to Canada. It's estimated that uh, this new law taking effect in Canada is going to open the door to fourteen billion dollars uh in the annual market for sports betting in canada that's a really significant number Uh, but more importantly sports fans across canada are finally going to be able to to start to take part in something that they've uh very enviously eyed up happening across certain states uh to the across their southern border in the u.s um and and no sportsbook is not available in every state in the u.s um it's 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 making its way, uh, and DraftKings, DraftKings is, you know, in in the states that sportsbook is permitted. DraftKings is the leader there as well. Uh, DraftKings is partnering with a, a lot of major sports leagues, um, and and so on and so forth. So, Rick, it's very exciting to see that Canada is at least taking the first step this week in legalizing single single event sports betting. And and to begin with, it looks like it's going to happen kind of on a provincial level, correct? That's right. Uh, you mentioned the U.S., and we've got a lot of uh, U.S. listeners to the Canadians Connection. Uh, so I'll just mention that that DraftKings uh, sports single event sports betting it's legal in if you're in these states. This is uh, this is a, for on an online basis. If you're in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Woo. Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. Um, and for Canada, um, it's going to it's going to be rolled out on a uh, as you said a, pr- a provincial basis. Uh, the provinces that are, are kind of first out of the gate seem to be uh, Ontario and British Columbia that they should be up and running uh, this week uh, by the twenty seventh when the law comes into effect. It's uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Uh, Alberta looks like it's probably going to follow uh, a similar path uh, soon. They haven't uh, they haven't announced an official date that they'll be allowing it to begin yet. Um, and the Atlantic Lottery Corporation is also working on developing a rollout strategy for the Atlantic provinces in Canada. Uh, so those are still to come. But as you say. Uh, Ontario and British Columbia, right out of the gate, they're ready to go. Obviously, they have uh, acknowledged a a long time ago what kind of a revenue impact this is going to make, and they want to take advantage right out of the gate. 
right away. And and how do you get involved? Um, the the Ontario Lottery and Gaming uh, Corporation that run all their lotteries. Uh, if you're in Ontario, that's where you'll go. Uh, the, there's uh, all kinds of announcements there. Uh, and right now, that will be Ontario's only legal online sports book. Uh, British Columbia, it's through their Play Now uh, online um, uh, sports betting. Um, and again, this is this is single event, uh, so it can be big events like the Super Bowl, like the Grey Cup, like the Game Seven of of uh, a Stanley Cup final. But it can be any single event, uh, any single game event, um, and until. Until that's uh, legal in where you are, um, in in almost every uh, jurisdiction in North America, daily fantasy sports, and and that's the folks at DraftKings. They mm-hmm. do it best. Uh, as as you said, they've been in Canada since uh, 2012, and uh, it I, I saw this figure recently, and and it blew me away that Canadians have made 67 million contest entries in that time for DraftKings daily fantasy sports exactly that's a lot just for Canadians that's not that's not U.S. users that's just Canadian users so you can imagine uh how hungry that market is going to be for sportsbook as well um it's it's a lot of fun and and a lot of people are getting involved you can uh as we've talked about uh in this segment before uh, you've mentioned that there are uh, 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 you can get in for very few dollars. Oh, there's for even sure. s- there's even some free um, opportunities. Mm-hmm. And once you're in, then then there's bonuses and money added to your account. It's 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 a whole lot of fun. Certainly, our team uh, at Rocket Sports uh, has been involved with DraftKings uh, Daily Fantasy. They have, and I agree with you. Uh, you know, I was a new user for DraftKings once uh, once we joined the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings came on as a sponsor. I decided to give it a try we've talked about that um and i i loved it i i was in on the daily fantasy only had to make a very small starting deposit and uh you know it was easy to win uh kept and and fun to play across different sports not just hockey uh i also myself i happen to live in the state of pennsylvania which means DraftKings sportsbook is also already available to me it's easy it's just as easy it's user friendly uh it's very fun it certainly makes watching sports at night um a lot more interesting <laughs> if even if it's a even if it's a ho-hum game that you're watching if you've got a sportsbook bet down or you've got a daily fantasy lineup in play it makes makes it so much more interesting. Uh, DraftKings really does an exceptional job with it. And uh, I can't wait to see where this is going to where this is going to lead for for Canadian sports bettors as well. So with that being said, Rick, uh, this was a great episode. You know, it's it's sometimes hard for me to believe that, you know, it's the third week in August and there is still so much hockey news to talk about, uh, which is great for us because we don't really have we, we never take an, an no off season here at Rocket Sports. We want to keep you informed uh, all throughout the year. 12 months out of the year. Uh, and, and so it's been, uh, it's been fun getting to talk about, uh, hockey with you today. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, we will, uh, of course be back with another episode of Canadians Connection next Saturday, August 28th. Um, but don't forget, press them Tuesday. That's where I'm going to see you there. Absolutely. (laughs) Always fun. And we'll see Patrick Williams there as well. We certainly will. So don't forget to subscribe to the Canadians Connection on your favorite podcast apps. Uh, Give us a share on social media to spread the word. And hey, if take a 
take just a second and uh, give us that five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It just helps bump us up to the top of the algorithm and and make sure that more people who enjoy uh, the Montreal Canadiens get to join this great community that we have going here at All Habs, Rocket Sports Media, and the Canadiens Connection. So on behalf of everyone here at Rocket Sports Media, thanks so much for joining us today. Rick, it's been a great show, and uh, we will see you all again next week for another great episode of the Canadians Connection right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.